So much of modern motherhood is spent wishing we were doing better, whether we're comparing ourselves to other moms or to the ideal mom we assumed we'd be before we had kids. But this wishing takes us further and further away from joy, and it stops us from being the mom we want to be. I'm Rebecca Brownwright, and I'm here to help you focus on connection, because connecting more deeply with yourself and with your kids will help you forget about mom comparisons. Connection will help you resolve behavior issues with your kids, and connection will help you live a life full of real joy, because that's what you and your kids deserve. Pause and connect with me for a moment to listen to discussions about connection and motherhood, finding your purpose, smashing cultural narratives, and so much more. This is Pause and Connect. Hello and welcome to Pause and Connect. I'm Rebecca Brownwright and this is an episode without a title right now. I am going to record the title later once I figure it out and put it in the intro. So you will have already heard that when you're listening to this. But today I have a very special guest here. I have my mom. Say hello, mom. Hello. <laughs> my mom, Linda Brown, is visiting this week from um, from Northern California. And so we thought that while she's here, we'd have a little conversation. And what I wanted to talk to her um, about was how fun she was as a mom. And I wanted to hear how she came up with her ideas and I wanted her to share, share the fun things that she did with us when she was a mom. Um, my mom has six kids, five boys and me, I'm the only girl. And she just, she just chose to do really fun things with us. And so we're going to share that. So mom, tell us just a little bit about why you chose to do fun things as a mom. Well, that's an interesting question, Rebecca, because I always wanted to be a mom. And um, I never took any classes in college about families or anything. So I didn't like know how to be a mom. But knowing that you have your podcast of Pause and Connect, I it made me realize when I thought about this that I did it to connect with my children. Oh, I love that. And um, so it was, I wanted to be a mom, but not just a mom that says time to eat, time to go to bed, a mom that interacted and connected. I wanted to be a mom that could teach my children things and to open the world for them. I love that. I love that. And um, you're, you, you guys are, when you're listening to this, are just going to love some of her creative ideas. And so I, I wanted to ask you, mom, like, you didn't have Pinterest, but for everyone listening, my mom did Pinterest activities, but she didn't have Pinterest. So where were you getting your ideas? I wish that we had had Pinterest because Pinterest and the internet is so fun. We did not even have the internet. In fact, a computer was about the size of a huge TV. <laughs> yes. So this was in the dark ages. Dark so ages. we had the library. And I would go to the library and I would um, just try to find books and ideas and things like that. We also did a lot of library trips. I really was into teaching my kids to enjoy reading because I enjoyed reading. And I wanted them to discover the world and all that through reading. So we did use the library. I tried to find things in our community like plays that we could go to where we could see live theater. Um, we would go to museums. I would look for special. Um... Did you use like the newspaper? Is that how you found yes, these things? Yes, we would have the newspaper. And, I, and so I would look, you know, museums would often have displays come in on mm. certain subjects. And so when I see that in the paper, I would put a little 
lesson around it and to, so that we had some background before we would go and then we'd go to the museums and we would learn whatever that special thing, for example, um, the Holocaust. And I wanted the children to understand about the Holocaust and so when there was a, a special, um, I can't think of the word. Like a, an exhibit? Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. When there was a special exhibit, we went and then the children aren't just looking at some of those sad pictures and thinking, oh, this is boring. They would ask me questions and we would talk about it. And then we would talk about current life and current situations. And so it was a learning experience for them. And it was a, an interesting learning experience because it's not something they would have just on their own picked up and learned on. You know, we, um, we just went to a museum with the kids and they had like a little brochure, a little flyer that, that you could take around with you and it, it like sent you to different paintings and asked you to think about different things and to look for certain things. And so that was kind of cool. And, um, and I, it made me think, I, I want to ask that at each museum I go to, like, do you have a little kit for kids? Because it made, it, we stayed there longer. The kids were more interested. It was, it was just a more fun activity than just popping in and trying to keep the kids interested in what was on the walls. So it exactly. sounds like you kind of created your own. Well, and I wish that the museums had done that at the time because yeah. I do remember standing in front of pictures sometimes and just saying, well, what do you see? And of course, a lady and a dog. <laughs> and, I, and so then I would try to, well, what is the dog doing? Why do you think the dog's doing that? And we would just then get more into it. And then I'd find one of the kids would come, mom, come and look at this one oh, and, tell, and tell me what was happening in that picture. So it, I think and tried to open up their mind to art too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, okay, and so let's let's go to like your really fun creative ideas now. Um, and I, I think these are so fun. And we we want to we want to say in this podcast that these these really fun creative ideas that that you came up with, Mom, like it doesn't it doesn't mean you're a bad mom if you if you don't do these things, right? And, um, and so we don't want anyone listening to this to feel like, oh, I, I've never done a single one of these things, so, so I'm a bad mom. What we're hoping is as you're listening, you're, you're thinking, oh, that sounds fun, and I wanna try that, or, or oh, that sounds fun, and it reminds me to do this thing, or, um, or to remind you that you're already probably doing some really fun things, and as you hear my mom sharing her ideas, you're, you're probably gonna be reminded, like, oh yeah, I do this already, and, and this is a really cool connecting activity that I'm already doing with my kids. So that's what we're hoping for here, right, Mom? Like we don't absolutely we don't want anyone to feel bad as they're listening to the amazing things that you did. Um, so let's let's start with your summer field trips. Okay. Now I did have the luxury of being a stay-home mom, mm -hmm. and so I was able to do things that good grief, moms that are working, yeah. how could they have done some of these things? So I, I know that I, I had special circumstances, but then I did take advantage of it too. And so if you don't have the same time, you can do them in smaller portions or you can just, just kind of do them as they come to your mind. I was thinking of one of the museums that we had gone to was about comic books. And of course my kids loved comic books and so we went and saw all different kinds of comic books. Well, then we came home and they had to do an art project and make their own comic book. Oh, that's cute. You know, and that didn't really take much of my time. It was the mm -hmm. time in the museum, which I enjoyed to see as well. But then they had their 
own time with pencil and crayons and whatever to create a comic book. So I think things like that sometimes, we, we would go to a museum, there was an exhibit on travel, things that moved. And for a bunch of boys, that was great. You know, they were interested in the trains and, and um, the airplanes and things like that, which led us to one day we just went out to the airport and we got on top of the van, parked in the, outside the airport. We got up on top of the van and laid down and watched airports, um, airplanes land and take off That's for so about cool. an hour. And we had already seen how the, that kind of works in a museum. And so, you know, then as we drove around town, we talk about the train that we had to wait on. And so it's just things that I didn't have to sit and plan. They just kind of worked into what we were learning and trying to learn things about. And I have to just say, this came before me, so yes. I'm, a, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I know, you took a long time to join our family. <laughs> I'm the fifth of six, so some of these things she's sharing, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't get to do yeah. that. But I also have a lot of really, really fun memories. Yeah. But I like what you were saying about how, like, you, you took one theme that, say, the, libra the library or the museum had put together for you, and then you found other ways to bring that into your family's life. And some of them were a special trip, like, to the airport. But like you said, like, you also kept talking about the train later because they'd already seen how it worked in the museum. So I like that. That's a simple way to kind of tie things together that make it more special. Right. And don't get me wrong they didn't all work. <laughs> Sometimes one boy might be really interested in it and another wouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, if we did things for the youngers, like when you mm -hmm. came along and you were younger, then the older boys who were like teenagers were like boring. So it became a little bit more challenging to find things that we could do. So you're, you're going to have a lot of failures as you yeah. try to do this and just let it roll off your shoulders. No harm done. So let's see, um, in the summer, we would always go um, and pick alala berries. Now, alala berries are only found, I think, in Watsonville, California, and up in Oregon, I think. And they are so good. They are. They're a cross between a blackberry and maybe a rat. I don't remember the cross. But we would go down, they'd grow along the coast, and we would pick them and then we would go to the coast and we would spend the rest of the day at the beach. So we would work first mm -hmm. and then we would go to the beach and have a great day at the beach and come home. And then the next day or two, depending on how successful I would be, I could get one or two of them to come in and help me make jams. Mm. Or But we loved having the cobblers and mm -hmm. the pies and that was really a fun thing that we did like to do. That was, I, I do have a memory of that, a very faint memory of mm -hmm. that with, and my older brothers were helping me pick. Mm -hmm. And so it was fun. It was fun. We had to help because otherwise we couldn't leave till we had so many baskets full. So if somebody's <laughs> faster, you better be filling yeah. someone else's basket. And I think we were eating as we were going. Yes. <laughs> well, of course you can't pick yeah. and not eat. Um, another thing that I, and I would try to do things that I had an interest in too. There's nothing worse than trying to get the kids excited about something if you're not excited <laughs> yes. about it. Now, I love live theater, and um, I love the story of Peter Pan. 
And if you ever go with me to the movies or to live theater with Peter Pan and you have to start clapping for the fairies, <laughs> I am the first to start clapping. She really does. She really claps. <laughs> and I, I think I've embarrassed a few people, but I, I will be a clapper. So Peter Pan was coming to our Center for Performing Arts in San Jose, and I was so excited because I knew Peter Pan would fly out over the audience. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, I think we had all six of you at the time, and that was a lot of money for us to spend, yeah, to buy nice tickets at a, at a theater. And so I had really been saving up, and we went. But I wanted the kids to understand. We had read the story of Peter Pan, so they understood who Peter Pan was. They knew the story, but I wanted them to just experience the magic of clapping for fairies. And, and so I would tell them all this stuff to get them all excited. <laughs> and when Peter Pan came flying over the audience, I thought I was going to die. It was the most exciting <laughs> thing. And I looked at my kids, and some were just kind of nodding, like, mm, okay, that's okay. <laughs> so I don't know if they got nearly as much fun as I did, but... That's how I also enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. They did have a good time, and I had a good time. And so I, those are just some of the summer things I can yeah. think of. And I, I remember driving around with you and you telling me how cool it was going to be that this, I think it was a woman who played Peter Pan, and that she was going to fly over the audience. And 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 so it, it did prepare me for that. You know, I, I, I think that that was so smart of you, especially because I was young when that happened. And I don't know about the my older brothers, if they needed as much preparation, but but it did give me something to look forward to. And we actually just took the kids to see Les Miserables and little Rex is only six. And so I was worried that he was going to be so bored. So we played the music all ahead of time. And he actually got bored of listening to the music, but but um, but I think I learned that from you, you know, and so we, we kind of narrowed in on what his favorite song was and and then the the play opened with that song. And so he was hooked right from the beginning where I think if I maybe hadn't played anything ahead of time and hadn't talked about it and told him the story, then he he wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. And so I, I think I learned that from you. I think that that was really smart of you. Oh, thank you. I think preparation is huge. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a lot like taking them to a Holocaust museum um, exhibit, they, they need to know what they're going to see. Right. And they need to be able to talk about it and understand it and understand why they need to see it. Right. And so, you know, that meant a conversation or a couple conversations. I think we even looked through a book just to kind of help them prepare. Um, going to the theater a lot of times, like you had to prepare your kids. And so it was a much more enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. So... If sometimes we feel we have failed in an activity, and the probably it was because we didn't prepare them. They didn't understand right. what was coming, and and so just sometimes just talking about it ahead, or listening to the music, or yeah. reading a book about it, or something, just so it's not like what is this all about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I want to talk about the summer reading programs that you put together, and I I have a memory of this. I I did not like reading. This was the year before second grade and you were forcing us to read. <laughs> and and um, 
you made it really fun and we all grumbled about it. You bought these special pillows and we stacked them in the corner by the couch and we could only bring them out during reading time. And we would go to the library every week and get our books. And then we had our little list where we were keeping track for school. School wanted to know how much we were reading and, and we were all so mad about it. We didn't, I, at least I, I remember I was, and I think I remember my brothers being so mad about it. And then you made us read for a half hour every single day. And I thought that was the longest thing ever, but I kept writing down what I was supposed to write down and the summaries that I was supposed to do. And then I went to second grade and I turned it in. And then a couple weeks into second grade year, they came and I had a prize. I had won second place in the whole school for the most books read. <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized like I like reading. And and so, it, and I probably learned that along the way too, but it was kind of when I got that reward from school that I, I realized this, this is me, this is something that I, I can do and I, I am a reader. And so, so anyway, um, I'm sorry that I grumbled <laughs> at you, but I really appreciate that you did it. And I like those little extra touches that you put on it, like the extra pillows and, and just these extra little ways to make it fun. And then you had a whole program for us too. We were, we were writing it down for the school or the library, and then you had an extra program. So tell us about that program. Right. Well, I think libraries still do things, don't they? Mm -hmm. Where they, where they let you write down how many books and all that. We, um, living in California, we weren't very far from the beach, and we had the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk mm -hmm. on Tuesday nights. All rides, and I forget what time it's like from five to eight. All rides, all hot dogs, candy corn, popcorn, and soda were twenty-five cents a piece. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine now? <laughs> that would and be for amazing. A big family. <laughs> yeah, that, we needed that, and so we decided that would be the reward at the end of the summer. And so you guys had to have, it. for every book you read, you would get either the food or you would get the, the ride. So we the got 25 like cent 25 ticket. Cent. I guess they came mm -hmm. in tickets that right. So you would, you would get your number of tickets. You could do whatever you want. You could eat it all up or you can just do rides. Now, the younger kids, of course, could read in their little half hour three or four books. Oh, yeah. So we kind of would say for the little ones, you have to read maybe four books to equal one book or whatever it was. Uh -huh. um, some of our children were not as good readers, and they were very slow. So they maybe could, we just had to tailor it for each kid, but we tried to make it fair. But we also, um, we recognize not everybody read the same, yeah. and it wouldn't be fair for a kindergartner to read five books and somebody else is reading a book that takes them two weeks. Yeah, so um, that's good. So we we would try to do that and encourage them, and sometimes when they'd get a little slack and I don't want to read, we'd just go, well, okay, how many rides do you go on? And that usually was enough motivation, and then we would go down and have a wonderful time mm -hmm. going on all the rides and eating all the cotton candy mm -hmm. and. So, um, and I think I have now, I think all, maybe a couple of our kids are not much readers now, but I think all of them really enjoy reading. Some have more time than yeah. other and will do more reading. And I see um, a lot of our grandkids, are, their yeah. parents are trying to really encourage them. I just think any way to encourage a child to read is, is beneficial to them and beneficial to their, their ability to learn and grow in their education. Mm -hmm. And you told me, I didn't know this, but you 
also use that half hour as oh, yes. your you time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I do not feel guilty about it. Yes. Because, you know, moms need quiet time. Mm-hmm. And any mom that says she doesn't is full of bananas, I think. Full of bananas. <laughs> um, you need quiet time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I would I would read. I would be right there in the in the family room with them, and I would read. And... And I always have tried to make sure that I take care of myself as well as raise my children. And so that was one of the ways I took care of myself was to read and have that half an hour a day that I could just get off my feet and just enjoy a book. Um, but I also would take that time, Some I would also take time in during the periods of raising my children that maybe in the summer when they would be outside a lot I might take that time to learn a skill or to learn how hmm. to paint or mm-hmm. um, I went through a period where I was interested in baking lots of different things and so you know I, I feel it's important that you remember who you are yeah and don't put yourself so busy crazy trying to keep a house do your job whatever your whatever you are in your career and Forget who you are. I think we're better moms when we have our own lives, yeah. too, our own interests. So you're saying it's okay for kids to to read on their own, and it's okay for kids sure. to do things on their own because you need some time, too. Yeah, and it's okay to tell kids, go outside for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know? Didn't you have a friend, that reminds me, you had a friend who would mop and she'd send the kids outside because the floor was wet and then they'd come to the door and say, can we come in yet? And she'd say, no, it's still wet. Like over and over. over an hour, it was (laughs) still wet. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, another thing I remember about the summertime was you, you had like each day was a certain thing and that was like, easy for us to remember what was happening. Wednesdays we'd go to grandma's house and we'd go swimming and I think Thursdays we'd go to the beach. Uh, there was a library day, things like that. Um, so how how did this work for you, and what what helped with this? Well, summers can be very long if kids are not busy. Yeah. And our kids, actually, that was just the beginning of Nintendo, so we didn't oh, have yeah. Nintendo very much in the beginning. And um, so we had to find ways to keep them busy or they'd be in the house all the time it i'm bored mm-hmm. i'm bored how many times can a mother hear that before she's going to pull her hair out right so i would just the beginning of the summer think okay what do i want to do we were close to a beach so one day would be a beach day we, my mother and father had a pool and they were close so one day was go over to grandma and grandpa's swim in the pool um we would do a day where we would make some kind of a a simple craft like a birdhouse and, and you know they didn't have Michaels they'd had Michaels but Michaels didn't have all the little easy kits oh right that they do now but we still would go over to Michaels and try to find things and let the kids create their own kites birdhouses something like that um, then uh, maybe a day where we went into the, a museum or to the airport or Actually, I even remember taking the kids to the fire station and, oh, yeah. and we would go to different places and just kind of to learn things about that or have different activities. I did the same with breakfast, but I did that all the time. Monday was pancakes, Tuesday was eggs, Wednesdays was waffles, and it just oh, so, so I smart. never had to get up and go, what am I going to fix? I knew it. And so I just want you to know every day is cereal day in our house. And that works too. <laughs> 
There's nothing. You know, there's a reason cereal was invented. I know. We've had <laughs> so cereal grateful. for dinner. Yes. Oh, that's so smart. Um, and there were a couple summers where we had um, our cousins from Idaho come and stay with us for several weeks. And so you doubled your kids. Yes. Essentially. Like, I think six of them would come sometimes. I think there was six of them that came. Yeah. So how did you, I remember you had a chore system, and I think this would work for small families too, right? Mm -hmm. So what did you do for that? Well, we now had about 12 kids in the house. We didn't have that many beds, so we had um, kids in sleeping bags in the living room Mm -hmm. and just different parts of the house, and the house gets really messy. So the first thing I did, and I do, I am not ashamed, but I like a really clean house. Yes. Um, I don't think I freak out about it, but I do like a clean house. So I first of all got rid of that feeling I had to have a clean house. How did you do that? (laughs) I just kind of said to myself, for the next, I think it was five weeks they were there, the house is just going to be livable. Mm -hmm. And then I um, didn't want my kids to have to do all the cleaning that would need to be done. Uh I didn't feel it was fair to them, and it's kind of awkward for me to say, to a nephew, will you do this? And then I thought, well, he will, might think, oh, I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I instead just got a jar, and I would put in it the chores that needed to be done, which is things like loading the dishwasher. Wait, wasn't it you put in the names, and then when you had a chore, you pulled out names? That might be or was what it, it Oh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how that worked. Their names went in there. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so. Okay. And then you're like, it's time to do dinner dishes. Yeah. And you pulled out two names. That's, and those I people had to do correct. it. Was that what it was? So it was much easier to handle. We didn't. I don't think we vacuumed the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever <laughs> dusted. But you know, we did have to make sure we had dishes to eat on, and mm-hmm. we did have to take trash out. Mm-hmm. And so it would be just kind of the essential things, and nobody ever complained, and no no nephew, no niece ever said, "I don't want to work." Mm-hmm. And I think, I think my kids were grateful they didn't have to do it all. Yeah. So that worked really well, and we did a fun thing. We were about maybe an hour away from the Hershey factory, and we went up there one day. That was an outing, Mm -hmm. and so we went up to the Hershey factory, and and you get to take a little tour, and they show you um, how they make it and how it gets packaged, and at the end, you get a little Hershey bar, Mm -hmm. and so that was great fun. And a couple of days later, we were eating dinner, and one of the nephews said, well, what's for dessert? And I said, I don't have any dessert. So we all popped in the car, drove up to the Hershey factory, and did another route so we could get our candy bar. We did. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, so funny. And everybody thought that was so fun to just, you know, go through it again, and we get our candy bar. So we just kind of, you know, just let your hair down a little bit and say, whatever. That's so funny. Yeah. Tell us about the ding-dong kid. Well, in those days, we didn't have cell phones, so we had video cameras. This was the 70s, right? This was the three older boys? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I think it was the four older boys. Okay. And um, so we decided to do um, a movie, a home movie. And we had some lovely hills near us, and so we thought we'd go up and do that. So we scrounged through our costume box and found some cowboy hats and some of course we had some little pistols and and the belts and everything and then we had a couple of those 
horsey ponies you make with the... Oh, the stick horses? The stick, mm-hmm. yeah. We had a couple of those. So we kind of put a script together, and we went up in the hills, and one of the boys had to steal ding-dongs. And I don't remember why we chose the ding-dongs, <laughs> but so we had our youngest was just like sitting up. And so we sat him on a blanket in the shade, and he had the ding-dongs. And so here came one of the boys riding up on his horse, grabbed the ding-dongs, off he went. The other boys on their horses followed. It was silly. It's so silly. It was just silly. But it was very fun, and we came home, and we, we got a screen out, and um, we probably sat down and ate ding-dongs while yeah. we watched it. But I, the boys did really like it. That was a lot of fun. It wasn't a lot of work. We just kind of made, we got an idea and then kind of went as we went. I, I like that. And now it's so much easier. Oh, you can yeah. do iMovie and piece movies together and TikTok and everything. I don't actually know how to do any of that. Like My kids know how to do that and I don't. But, um, but I think that's so fun. And I wasn't in those movies, but I still like watching them because... It's fun to see my brothers when they were little doing mm-hmm. these funny scripts. So I, I thought that was so fun. To and wouldn't make it those... be fun to just give your kids a challenge of, can you go do a little video with your phone about Star Wars? Oh, or yeah. About an ice cream cone. Yeah. And just see what they come up with. Yeah. You know, and then you can go in the house and make dinner. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect thing. It's a, it's a guilt-free screen time, right? Because right. they're being creative. I love yeah. that. Excellent idea, Mom. Okay, let's talk about family home evening. So family home evening, we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and family home evening is something that is um, that our leadership suggests that we do. And it's it, it's what they what they suggest is that every Monday night you keep it set aside and you get together with your family and and you just do something together. And sometimes you might have a lesson. It's a good time to like practice, um, you know, like your emergency plans for getting out of the house in a fire, or sometimes it's just fun and you play a game. Sometimes there's, there's a treat, but it's kind of this cool thing in our culture that, that we just, most, most of us do or try to do. We, we, nobody's perfect at it. So, um, so for some of our family home evenings, you put together these really cool, um, themed activities that are just so unique that I think could be adapted for anybody who's looking for just a fun activity to do. So tell us about some of those. Okay, one of them that comes to my mind is in our church, we do send our boys when they, well, now the age has changed, but at that time when they were 19, Mm -hmm. they would go on a mission for our church and they would go wherever the church called them. Could be in the States, it could be in a different country and they would spend two years teaching the gospel and it was something that um, we wanted to encourage our boys to want to do because we felt it was a good thing their dad had served a mission so we decided to just kind of give each kid a Monday night that was their their night to get their mission call and my husband would type up a a letter because normally that's how it would happen at that time when the young man was called on a mission he'd get a letter in the mail and telling him um, where he was going after he turned in an application that said I'm ready to serve a mission and, and stuff like that correct and, and girls can go on missions too yes mm-hmm. correct and so um, he would type up a letter um, that sounded so official and call the boys and and the girl mm-hmm. call our children um, on their mission 
and we try to pick places that we felt um, would be interesting to our kids. We have a son who was just crazy about animals and loved animals and learned about all kinds of animals and exotic animals, so we called him on a mission to Africa. <laughs> and we had um, a son that we called on a mission to Mexico. And I'm trying to remember where some of the other I think ones... we had Spain one night. Spain. I remember Spain. Um, we did, yeah, and I think we called a couple on Spanish-speaking ones because their dad could speak Spanish, mm -hmm. and so that was kind of fun. And then we would tailor that night, for instance, the one that got called to Mexico, we would eat, like, tacos for dinner, mm -hmm. and we would have a piñata, and um, through the library books, I could find pictures of what the typical costumes might be at, at that, maybe not at that time, but their traditional costumes. And we would try to do that for each of our children, and they really loved it. Yeah, they it was fun. looked forward to their night when they would get their mission call. And then in doing that, we were encouraging them to realize that someday this would be something that we hoped that they would do. And, and all of our kids, all of our boys did serve mm -hmm. missions. And I think that that might have been part of it. And we, my family copied this. Um, last year, spring break was right after COVID had hit. And so we said, kids, where do you want to go? We can pick anywhere in the world. And they picked Peru and um, Spain. And so we did this exact activity where we we looked up some of the most famous things that were there and we we tried to like we we learned how to um flamenco dance when we were when we were doing the Spain day and we we ate the foods that they ate and we we made a little jungle when we went to Peru and and my husband pulled the kids through the jungle on a on a sled so they were like going on a little boat tour and and so we, yeah, this, this doesn't have to be necessarily a mission call um, mm -hmm. if, if that's not part of your culture, but it was so fun to create a day where we went to another country that we actually weren't going to. <laughs> and learning about another culture. Mm -hmm. And as you discuss the culture, you can discuss the differences and why they do things different than we do or why they eat the kinds of foods they do. So mm -hmm. it's a great learning experience too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing we did um, is we would have a spotlight night for each kid and they oh, would get so their fun. own night and we would just talk about them. We would pull out the baby pictures mm -hmm. and we would talk about how we felt when they were born oh. and how special they were to come in our family. Um, we would fix their favorite dinner, their favorite dessert. We might play guessing games about um, just questions about them that we try to guess and things like that. So that was that was a big hit with our kids. They and we've done that a couple of times because, you know, kids love to know about themselves. Mm -hmm. They love to know that their parents maybe cried when they were born, yeah. or they love to know that their big brother couldn't stop holding mm -hmm. them. They, these are special things, and they love to know that they are important in a family. I remember you did it twice that in my memory, and one of the times you gave everybody a poster on their night, and it was some sort of poster that would be meaningful to them, and so that was kind of fun too. Now these are more time-consuming activities, yeah. and, and we could not do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was like dinner's over, gather quick for home evening because we got something else that has to be done. So this certainly was not an, a normal everyday mm -hmm. kind of a home evening. Some At one time, we did just water pistols, mm -hmm. and I, remember that I was just 
it was amazing how much the kids loved squirting their parents. <laughs> it was like they had been given permission, you know, because normally I don't think they'd think to come in and squirt us, but they loved it. And we had a ball. Mm-hmm. And it was just so something, and that, that took no effort, mm-hmm. you know. Um, one of the things that we did was um, my father had a, I think it was a birthday, and so we decided to do a sleepover. He was a fun guy and lots, he, he was a fun person to be with. The, the, all the grandkids really enjoyed him mm-hmm. and still do. Mm-hmm. And so we gave him this birthday party and had him come over and we did races. And we, one of them that we still have pictures that are so funny is he had to sit in a chair and we had a box at the other end of the room with all kinds of costumes. Mm-hmm. and two teams and you had to reach in and grab a hat or sunglasses or a purse or a shawl, run down, put it on grandpa and run back and tag your <laughs> and they thought that was hysterical. I have no memory of that. I oh, wish I do. That's so I funny. Think, I think you were a little little <laughs> one then. But it was a lot of fun. And so you could do that with just you could even do that in your own family. Mm-hmm. Just have those special relays or things that go around and then we spent the night. We had Grandpa's on floors, and I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, in keeping with grandparents, we really wanted our children to know and love their grandparents. So the ones that live close, there were several times a year we might have them come over and just ask them questions. Mm-hmm. What was your school like? What was your favorite food? When did you get your first job? And, and they enjoyed sharing it, mm-hmm. and it was really fun for the kids to learn. Now we had grandparents who weren't close that we couldn't do that to, but we tried to tape messages. That was a tape recorder, in case you guys don't know what that means. (laughs) So we would, on a tape recorder, ask them questions. You know, what, where, how old were you when your parents moved to this house, or whatever it might be, and then they would answer them and send it back, and we could learn more about them. So those were just, and again, some of them. Took a lot of work to put together, mm-hmm. um, but some of them just were easy, and mm-hmm. some of them were family focused, and some were just fun. And and it's just kind of fun to have a little special evening every once in a while, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you say, like you don't, this, nobody needs to do this every week. But oh, no. it was really fun to to have these be a little bit special. Um, something else that you did really well was you would shake up. The ordinary. The ordinary would become an adventure. So tell us tell us about some of that. Well, you know, moms get tired of the same old thing as well. Yes. <laughs> and so sometimes we just need to think outside the box. And I remember a couple times, I think we did this, we would go, I think it was Kentucky Fried Chicken, mm-hmm. because that was a treat for our family. Mm-hmm. And, and dad would buy it and we would come back and sit under the kitchen table and eat it. <laughs> and don't ask me why, but that was fun, mm-hmm. you know? And It's just uh, silly. It was. It's a it silly, silly way to do something that you were going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And we are a tall family, and so <laughs> all of us getting under the table was kind of funny, so there'd be lots of laughing, and we're eating something we enjoyed. and It's just fun. Yeah, just fun. Another, I remember another night, it was just so hot, and I the idea of any kind of cooking was beyond, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I just pulled out all the ice cream we had, whatever flavors, and pulled out um, chocolate sauce. And I think I had some oatmeal cookies 
that I crumbled up and made for toppings, and we had ice cream. And oh, you would think the kids had died and gone to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, ice they cream couldn't for believe dinner. It. I remember bragging about it to my friends, and then telling grandma about it. And grandma was so sweet. Oh, you had ice cream for dessert? No, grandma, I had <laughs> ice cream for dinner, and she was shocked. <laughs> Well, and my kids are in their 30s and 40s now, and they still talk about that. Yeah. They still remember and remember how fun that was. I remember Dad got the biggest bowl. He got like a mixing bowl. (laughs) That I don't remember, but I believe you. Um, Another time, one of our sons was born on a 13th of a month. And so, again, I don't know why, but when it happened to land on a Friday, and we always think of Friday the 13th as bad luck, we decided to just turn the day around. And so we did everything backwards. Mm -hmm. I think we did dinner for breakfast and breakfast at dinner time. Mm -hmm. And I think we even put our clothes on backwards. Mm -hmm. You had him get out of bed backwards. I remember you gathered all of us and you said, we have to go wake him up and he has to get out of bed backwards. So you turn it into this really fun day for all of us, even though it was his birthday. I'd forgotten that we did that part of it. <laughs> so sometimes you just you just let your brain go and whatever <laughs> happens. It was interesting, this same son that we did this to, I was just reading something he had posted on one of his Instagram posts about popcorn and M&Ms. Mm-hmm. And I find it so funny now to look back, because he's an adult now, and to look back on how he felt. Because, you know, your kids don't always tell you what they're feeling and mm-hmm. and if they like what you're doing. And so you sometimes don't even know that till they have become parents. But he talks about how I would always sprinkle a few M&Ms in the bottom of a bowl and then put the popcorn on top as we had our movie nights. And he just assumed that was the way it was supposed to be. (laughs) That's the way it comes. That's right. And when he was seven, he had gone to a friend's house, and they were watching a movie and had popcorn. And when he got to the bottom of the bowl, he said, where's the (laughs) M&M's? And they looked at him and said, well, we're eating popcorn. (laughs) No, but you have to have M&M's in the bottom of the bowl. And so I read that now as an adult on his Instagram, and I thought, how cute. I never knew Mm -hmm. that was in his mind, and he thought everybody did that. He talked about another time when he also was at another friend's, and they didn't have it, and he finally decided maybe we were the only ones (laughs) that had it. And I'm pretty sure we're not. I've heard of other people that do popcorn M&M's. I think, I think what's cool about that, though, is I bet everybody listening to this is doing something for their kids that they don't even realize their kids are thinking is so special. You know, like you're just doing something that's you, something that you prefer, like you like the, the chocolate and the salt together. And so that's why you did it. And it, it became this thing that we all love. And when we get to the bottom of a popcorn bowl, we're kind of upset if there's no M&Ms because it was just this fun thing, you know? And I bet everybody listening to this is doing something like that. It's sad you have to wait till they're all yeah. grown up to find out that it was a I treat. Yeah. You're just thinking you're just doing something you like and you find out it's a big treat to them. Yeah, why aren't they telling us this at the time, right? What else? You... um. Oh, the bugs, the the bug project. Oh, yes. Um, I One of the times, and we turned this into a family activity, we had two sons that were taking science in high school, and they had to collect bugs and mount them and name them and everything like that. That was a project they had to do. So we packed a lunch, and we went down to the river, and we had our little bug nets, <laughs> and we all, as a family, searched for bugs 
which is not exactly my favorite thing to do, <laughs> but it was so fun to see the whole family work together. And they had to have perfect bugs. So if we found a bug that the wing was missing, it didn't count. Mm. And so it'd be really fun when the kids would find a perfect bug that we would all, yay, she found the perfect <laughs> bug. And that was a simple thing. And that was really a homework assignment. But by doing it together as a family and with a picnic, it was a fun Turned into a fun activity. thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, one other thing that I, I think is so fun. You you were really good at, at helping us with our friends, helping us have fun experiences with our friends. So I, I remember you had really creative birthday parties. Um, not not over the top, but like they were just fun. Like you, you made me a Barbie cake one year um, where you put the Barbie into the cake and, and her skirt was a cake, you know, that, that was just fun. And everybody oohed and awed. And, and I remember Tyler, his birthday's in October. So you would, you would sometimes have a Halloween party for his birthday party and everyone would come in their costume. And I was allowed to do it as a little sister too. And this was really fun. Um, she, um, you you put together a summer club for me and my friends one summer and I don't know how you arranged this but you got all the moms on board and everybody took a week and we got together one day that week and we would we had to do an activity a craft and something else I can't remember what it was but but every mom came up with something and and did that for us and so we went swimming at one person's house and made hats and at our house we um I remember we baked bread we learned how to bake bread I can't remember what else we did but but it was just fun it was creative and got all of us together I, how did you get all the moms on board like you couldn't text everybody that's how right did you do you that use the thing called a telephone yeah you called it all hangs those moms on the wall <laughs> on the wall <laughs> Well, and I think we were lucky that you had friends with moms that were willing to do that. Yeah. Because some moms would just don't have time for that. Right. And, and that, that is um, a lot. That is a commitment. And but we, it was also nice because I don't remember how many friends you had. Would we have maybe five in the group? Maybe. So out of those five weeks, I only had to do it once. True. And so the other four weeks, I could go out and do my shopping or True. take a nap or whatever. Oh, so, you know, so we was kind that of what it was about? Each other. <laughs> so, Yeah. That, that was fun. And you threw me a surprise party. I know you did that for some of the other kids too, mm-hmm. one, one year. And yeah, you just kind of, you made sure that when we were with friends, like not every time, but but you made sure that our friend experiences were fun and you looked for creative ways to do that. Um, and tell us about the Cub Scout camp. This was, this what you were, you accidentally became a, a Cub Scout camp director. <laughs> well, I was a den mother, and um, my fifth son was in the group, and we had day camp. So my assistant and I, we took the boys to day camp, and it was, I think, three or four days a week, and they held it at a high school, and they had bows and arrows, and they had crafts and tying knots and whatever else. And they didn't have a pool, and it was 100 degrees easy. So hot. And so we'd have to walk down to a community pool, and the boys just complained. They were always hot. They were always thirsty, and um, they just, they hated it. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I hated it, too. I bet. So when the next year came around, and we're supposed to do this in Cub Scouts, we're supposed to have these camps, um, the boys rebelled. They didn't want to do it. And I thought, well, there's a lot of good in it. There's a lot of good, but 
the boys remembered all the hot and the, everything. Mm -hmm. So we have an acre and we decided, and we have a pool. And so we felt, let's, let's do our own. So I went to our leaders and said, we're gonna do our own, just our group. And we did all the same things we had we found someone that had the archery mm. and he came out and did that we had someone that came actually this person came from a senior citizen center who was a carver and mm. he came out and he taught the boys how to carve with soap he did it on soap oh that's cool and um so and i had a friend that came over one day and showed them how and helped them make um birdhouses so we had all these activities and and we had a pool so whenever the kids were too hot, we would just say, okay, 30 minutes in the pool. And they'd get in and they'd swim and, and um, they'd get out and refreshed and we'd go on to the, and they loved it. Because we could kind of go at their pace and we could keep them cool. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just really fun. I don't know that I would have done that much. It was a ton of work. Mm -hmm. It's not something I'm recommending. No. <laughs> but I am saying that I'm glad I did it because my son benefited. I don't think I would have wanted to do it if my son hadn't been in, because it was a ton of work. Yeah. But he really enjoyed it, and no one, more. Oh, go ahead. One, one thing that I think, listening to you now as I'm a mom, it, one thing that I think that you did so well in that is, and that I want to remember to do, is, is you let the boys, um, you let them get tired, and when they were tired, you, you let them you let them play, you let them swim, you let them cool yeah. off and, and you didn't make them, you didn't march them through these activities. They, they had to do them if they were going to get their merit badges or whatever they're called. And you, you followed their lead while still providing direction, but you also allowed them to be kids and, and to be human and to not be able to keep going forward yeah. and to take a break. And I, I think that's such a good reminder for us in, in everything that we're doing. Yeah. It's not, that you get everything checked off the list, that you have a good time on the journey. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I think that's that's like, let's pin that somewhere. Let's, let's what do you call that? <laughs> Needle point that somewhere? I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, let's see, did I, what about, do you have any any tips for, for us? Like how, how to do this, how to think creatively, how to, how to have fun with your kids, how, how to, because life is hard and, and parenting is hard. Like, how do you bring the fun in, especially if, if maybe you're not naturally a fun person? Well, for one thing, if you do have interest, I think trying to help your kids to see that makes it more enjoyable for you too. Mm -hmm. So I have interest in the theater, so I was trying to give them theater experiences. Mm -hmm. Didn't always work with every kid, but it was still an effort was made and some mm -hmm. would walk away enjoying it. So um, I think first see what do you like to do because then it's fun for you. Mm -hmm. And then of course, what do they like to do and how can it be fun for you to do it with them? Mm -hmm. So um, going and laying on top of a van in the, and watching airplanes land was not something I would have ever done on my own. Mm -hmm. I do not have a huge interest in watching airplanes land right. and take off. But doing it with my kids on top of the van, they thought it was exciting to be mm -hmm. on top of the van. And, and then we would talk about the airplanes. So find ways to do things in a fun way, mm -hmm. something that they could enjoy and something that you can enjoy. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I always felt I wanted to cultivate an interest in the world. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And I think more today than when I was raising kids, there's so much more we can learn about the world. There's so much more at our fingertips. There's so many more interests and causes that we can get involved in. And I think that's important. But all of that said and done, have fun. Mm -hmm. just, just have fun. And, and don't be... Some of these things I would not probably have gone to my friend and say, hey, do you want to go lay on the top of the van and watch an airplane? <laughs> but with your own family, you know, you feel more comfortable to just let sometimes your hair down and go, let's just do something really different. Mm -hmm. And so just have fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, as you're saying that, and I'm thinking about your Hershey's factory example, I have some friends who they call it, I think they call it pajama surprise, and they get their kids ready for bed, and then they burst into the room, and they say, pajama surprise, and they go out, and they, they eat ice cream in their pajamas. They go out oh, to ice cream. And And so I, I was just thinking about that, how you, you wanted a dessert, so you went to the Hershey factory, and, 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 and you're just, you're talking about having fun, and there are just these fun little ways to to do something just a little out of the ordinary, to shake things up just a little bit and make life fun. And and I think what's fun about it is you don't do it every day, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you were doing this every day, it wouldn't be fun every day. Right. So it's it's fun to, to put this into your routine occasionally. And you can bet those kids that are getting those pajama mm -hmm. surprises are going to be 30 and 40 years old and still talking about it and probably doing pajama surprises in their Oh, family. yes, of course, of yeah. course. I love it. Well, is there anything that we missed? Anything? I don't know. I, mean, I think we covered a lot. I just want everybody to know that there is no right or wrong way on how to have fun with your kids. Mm -hmm. Just have fun. And you will, I would love to sit in a room with a dozen other women and find out their pajama surprises mm -hmm. and their different things. What works for one won't work for another. Mm -hmm. I know some families, it's pajamas every Christmas Eve, and that's never been me. Mm -hmm. But there's other traditions I have that you don't have. And so let's just relax and enjoy our kids and not be afraid to be spontaneous and, and weird. silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Silly's good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I I love hearing this. I had a very happy childhood, very fun childhood. And and so I, I'm so glad that you could share some of these things with, with my listeners. And I hope that this has been helpful to you, who's li whoever's listening, and, and that you had some thoughts come to your mind where you thought, oh, I, I do this really fun thing, or oh, I... I'm, I'm going to just twist twist dinner tonight just a little bit and, and make it fun. And, and that you just kind of are motivated to just have a little bit of fun today and tomorrow. So thank you, Mom. Thank you well, for being thank here. thank you, sweet daughter, for inviting me. Oh. And have a wonderful day, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you so much for pausing and connecting with me today. Your support seriously means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know I have countless other resources for you to find more connection in your motherhood and life. Head to my website, rebeccabrownwright.com to check out my blog, check out my back and forth journal for parents and kids, and take a look at Pause and Connect Academy where you can find courses to help you stop yelling, find your strengths, and finally get your kids to listen to you. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a positive review, sharing it on social media, or sharing with your friends. I love you and I want you to thrive in your motherhood and life. Thank you for being here. Now go forth and connect.